I, I guess I'm just a man. And I've never started a sermon like that. But I think this is just a man thing. Um, and I know it's a man thing because it's something my dad did and it's something I do. And it's essentially, when I'm lost, I would much rather just get loster. The, yeah, <laughs> yes, okay. It's a, You'd much rather just admit, I remember we were driving and my, my dad's probably not going to listen to this, but my mom will listen to this sermon and she'll have a, uh, she'll, she'll think this is funny. Um, we, we were driving one time back from a basketball tournament. I think it was a basketball tournament and, um, we got to driving and my mom said, I think we're lost. Dad said, no, we're fine. We're fine. And then we saw the Welcome to Oklahoma sign. And it was a while back. And it was like, but you know, I, now that, we used to laugh about that, but now that I'm a, 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 a grown up, a grown dumb man, I know what he, I know that even after my dad saw that Welcome to Oklahoma sign, he probably thought, I bet this route, I bet the route home goes through Oklahoma for a bit. I bet we can still get there from here. Just keep trudging. That's what we do. Just keep going. Maybe you've done that, and I don't think this is just, this is just men, but men and women, maybe you've done that in an argument with your spouse. You've decided to just keep trudging. Or an argument with a coworker. There's that moment where you go, oh no, I'm wrong. And then you got to decide, do I just keep walking? Do I just keep heading that way? Do I stand my ground? I stand. This is people. People can be proven wrong. And still be convinced of their own thoughts. There are people who have um, who who have been um, talked into. Com the fact that they committed a crime when they did not commit it. They've, they've been talked, to, like, they, they've, been, they've sat in a room and they've, and someone said, well, let's, let's work through these memories. And they go, oh no, I did, I did murder that person. And they'll, they'll, con con they'll say that they, they absolutely committed the crime. And then the DNA evidence will say, well, no, that person did. And they'll say, no, I, no, it was me. They've done studies on these people. We're all these people. We are very comfortable with what's already in our brain, what's already in our um, life. The way we actually, the way we function right now, the way you function right now makes you comfortable. The problem with us is that we often would much rather be comfortable than happy. We'd much rather have comfort than joy. We'd much rather like just sit in... Have you ever been in a beanbag? At first, the worst. You sit in a beanbag for the, fir for the first like 30 seconds. You're like, this is doing long-term damage to my spine. And then you just sort of get used to it. Mainly because it's going to take a ton of effort to get out of that thing. And you should, you sit there and you say, all right, well, this, here we are. I'm in this. I'm not getting up. 
it's still doing a ton of damage to your back. But, not going to get up. Now, most of you haven't sat in a beanbag in a while, and I know that's probably not a completely uh, universal illustration. But you know what it feels like to be sitting in a place where you know you should get up, and you're too comfortable not to do it. Sometimes that means confrontation that you don't want to have. Sometimes that's pulling your shame out of your pocket and showing somebody. And that's hard. That's hard to do. And But what you would find in those moments is freedom. And what you'd find is that the, the joy you can experience from, from being free from your shame, from getting out of the place in which you are stuck, the salvation that you find there is, is, is life altering. Cause then you can actually be happy. You've had the courage to change. You, and it takes courage. But what's beautiful about Jesus, and about the Christian life, Christian walk, is that you you get to, at any point, just change. This is one of the reasons, and there's several, there's one of the reasons I love the Church of Christ. Um, we are, technically, non-denominational. What that means is, we don't have like a governing body. So all the choices that are made, some of you, some of you might not know this, all the choices that are, that are made for this church are made at this church. No one ever says, and there's not a ton of churches like this, but no one ever comes in and they're like the, well, the Arkansas State Board of Churches of Christ say that your church has to do this. That never happens. So when we change our mind, we just get to change our mind. When we, we want to do something different, we can just do it. And it, it may take us convincing you guys, and don't worry, that's not one of these mornings. You're like, oh, I'm gotta, gotta brace myself for impact. He's about to change something. Remember a couple of weeks ago when we changed the ch chairs layout for VBS? Some people just walked in, turned around and left. They lost their faith. People don't like change. But we can, if we wanna. We can do it at any point. That's what Christians can do. Like, if, if you aren't happy with your direction, and now notice, it's not that your direction is, um, is just like hard and all, you, you just, you're, you're heading down the wrong path because it's sin and sometimes your direction's just too comfortable. You've gotten too comfortable in your daily daily routine to do this thing and then the next and then the next. And you're just, to, to change that, to head to play, a place that is out of your comfort zone, that is out of, out of what you regularly do. All week this week, people are going to be at this building sorting clothes. Have you never done that before? Do it. All week. And it's kind of fun. If you come up here this week, I'm sure somebody's going to bring you something crazy and say, you need to wear this. 
It's a hoot. This is the stuff people have given away. Some of it we have to junk, and that stuff's hilarious. The amount of movies people bring up here, and they're like, here, give these away at church. I'm like, these are all rated R. There's half nudity on the cover. We can't, we can't give that away. We're gonna have creepers calling us. When's that great giveaway again? <laughs> but, but it's kind of, it's fun. And you get to know people that you didn't know before because you show up and you say, what can I do? And, and, and somebody says, you need to do that over there with that person. You say, I don't know. What's that person's name? You get to know somebody because you spend the next hour putting things out and holding things up and saying, what even is this? But like, your your instinct, I know if you've never done it before, your instinct is to say, I don't want to do that. Why? Because you've never you've never gone in that direction. And it's hard when you're heading in a comfortable direction to turn around. Jesus was in Jerusalem and he said he made some, like we talked about last week. Jesus made some crazy statements. He wasn't just a good teacher. His crazy statements were things like I'm the son of God. I'm the Messiah. I'm the one God sent to save Israel. I'm the one like Jesus made some claims that if you didn't think he was right you think he should be in prison. And so the Jews, naturally, the leaders there said, no, this isn't, this isn't right. He's from Nazareth. He's not even trained. He's not the right sort of person to be the Messiah. And he said, I am. And he's also the sort of person who would tell the Jews, the, the, the Jewish leaders, you guys are, are failing. He told, he told them at one point, Woe to you, you scribes and you Pharisees, for you travel over land and sea to make a single convert and you turn them into twice the son of hell as you are. Now, they were upset with him. And they wanted to kill him. And it said he slipped away. Just slipped away in the crowd. Do you know why? He looked like everybody else. Same height. Same skin color. Same clothes. In all the pictures we see of Jesus, it, it's like it's like he discovered Tide before everybody else. The whites are whiter and the blues are bluer. He looks like a German living in Israel. He's just I've seen some that are blonde and blue, but some at least are just like brown, like Kenny Loggins, you know, and there's that. But he looked. He wasn't a head taller than everybody else. He wasn't, he wasn't wearing shinier clothes than everybody else. He was, he was an Israeli man who lived in Israel just like all the other Israeli men. And then he just said, oh, okay, let's go over here. And it wasn't like he just, and he was gone. He just sort of got lost in the crowd. Cause there was a lot of people there and he snuck out and his disciples went with him. And they were on their way away from Jerusalem. 
when a messenger from Jerusalem, because one of Jesus' friends lived there, approached them. He says, now a man named Lazarus was sick. He was from Bethany, the village of Mary, and her sister Martha. And Bethany's right there nearby. This Mary, whose brother Lazarus now lay sick, was the same one who poured perfume on the Lord and wiped his feet with her hair. So the sisters sent word to Jesus. Lord, the one you love is sick. When he heard this, Jesus said, this sickness will not end in death. No, it is for God's glory so that God's Son may be glorified through it. Now notice Jesus said, this sickness is that. Jesus here is not making a declaration about all sickness. Like Jesus is saying, this sickness, the one that happens right now, the one with Lazarus, is going to be used for God's glory. That's why this has happened. We can't take this passage and pick it out and just lay it across every illness. But this sickness, Lazarus' sickness, it is for God's glory, so that God's Son may be glorified through it. Now, Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that Lazarus was sick, he stayed where he was two more days. Does that sentence not make sense to anybody else? He loved them, so he stayed where he was. That's a good life group question. Go to life groups. And then, after two days, he said to his disciples, let us go back to Judea. Let us turn around and go back. Now, remember, just left Judea because they were trying to get, people were trying to kill him. That's, that's a serious reason not to go to a place. And the disciples understand this. But Rabbi, they said, a short while ago, you know, just the other day, the Jews tried to stone you and yet you are going back. Now, now, when you stone somebody, it's not just like, let's pick up any rock we can find. They had places for stoning. You, you would, you would go and you would, uh, there was a big pit and you would throw them in the pit and then you could just pick up the rocks and let gravity do the work. And they had big rocks for this. And whenever they're done doing that, they had to go down in the pit and get the rocks out. And then they reused the stoning rocks. It wasn't like, let, let's just, let's get some people who have good arms. It was an awful thing. And he said, they're trying, they're trying to kill you by dropping big rocks on you. And yet you are going back. Jesus answered, are there not 12 hours of daylight? Yeah. Anyone who walks in the daytime will not stumble, for they see by this world's light. It is when a person walks at night that they stumble, for they have no light. Okay, what does this mean? Jesus is telling His disciples, you're trying to sneak around, but what you need to do is live out your life fully and in the open. See, this is one of the problems in church is oftentimes we can, we can be, uh, we can be real, um, covered with our brokenness. But this is the, this is the place to get prayer. This is the place to find redemption. 
This is the place where when you're heading in one direction that is unhealthy, this is the place to turn. This is the U-turn sign. Now, at some places, sometimes it feels like, oh no, you can't, you can't make a change there because then people will know your sin. Man, I hope we get to a place here where anyone can come forward with anything and find redemption and hope and change. Anyone can come forward with anything and find redemption, hope, and change. Bringing things to the light, the darkness dies there. It's whenever we try to keep the secrets, it's when we try to, to like make excuses for ourselves and say, ah, well, that, you know, it really wasn't a, a big deal. It's a big deal because it's not, you're keeping it in the dark. I'll tell you this much, whatever you're struggling with right now, someone in this building has gone through yesterday. We're here that we're here together. We're here together. Sometimes sometimes you're afraid of consequences. And consequences are going to happen. We will be with you through consequences. The family of God is not a family where we're just going to like say, oh, well, it's fine. We're going to say, yeah, we'll help you make the change. We'll help you turn around. We'll help you head in a different direction. We'll help you go to the place where you're afraid to go. Because Jesus is leading you there. After he said this, he went on to tell them, Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I am going there to wake him up. His disciples replied, Lord, if he sleeps, he'll get better. A good coma. Every parent knows the fact. If you know your parent, whenever you're like, you hear if someone's in a coma, you're like 99% sad and 1% envious. Could use a good two day coma. Just take a break. Maybe that's just me. All right, moving on. Keep the inside thoughts on the inside, Benjamin. <laughs> they said, Lord, if he sleeps, he'll get better. Now they thought, was, they thought he was speaking, Jesus had been speaking of his death, but his disciples thought he meant natural sleep. They were confused. I love, John does this sometimes whenever the disciples look stupid. John was one of them. He'll be like, um, this is why we thought that. We're not dumb. We just thought he was talking about natural sleep. So he told them plainly, Lazarus is dead. And for your, for your sake, I am glad I was not there so that you may believe, but let us go to him. And we know the rest of the story. And in this story, it tells this story where he, he goes and he, he, he tells Lazarus, Come out, Lazarus. And Lazarus walks out of the grave. And they said, I'll know the resurrection. And before it happens, Mary and Martha both said, hey, I know the resurrection is coming. I know he will be resurrected. I know in the end he will be resurrected. And Jesus says, no, the resurrection isn't out there. The resurrection is standing right in front of me. Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. Like, I am what you think is that. He said, I'm glad. I'm glad. I get to do this because you will know. 
And then one of the disciples does the craziest thing. Thomas, also known as Didymus, which he was a twin or they called him twin, said to the rest of the disciples, let us also go that we may die with him. Let us also go that we may die with him. It just took one of them to say, I'll follow Jesus to death. And then they all went. You know what happens when you turn and head in the proper direction? When you turn and make a choice to follow Jesus? Others have the courage to as well. When you decide that even to death I will follow Jesus, no matter the consequences, no matter the circumstances, no matter, no matter what befalls me, I will follow Jesus wherever He leads me. When you do that, people will go with you. People don't look at other people and say, man, they're a good, they are like Jesus because they go to church three times a week. People know you follow Jesus whenever there has been a big shift in your life. You're going to have to find that. Whether you, 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 your temper just, your temper controlled you, but now your Jesus controls you. Whether it was your God was your stomach or your wallet or your, or, or your work. Whether your God was an addiction or your God was anxiety or your God was whatever. And you decided to change and follow Jesus. And that has incredible effects. And notice what Thomas says. They're not all good. He doesn't say, I'm going to follow Jesus so that I can go to heaven. He said, I'll die with him. I'll die with him. And then Paul in Romans says, don't you know that all who are baptized into his death share into his share his death. We die with him. That means we follow Him. Jesus says, all who want to come after Me must take up their cross and follow Me. And a cross isn't just like a, a thing you have to do. That's the phrase we use. Like, it's my cross to bear. I have frizzy hair. I don't know. Whatever it is, like, like we, we just talk about like, whatever the thing it is that you kind of have to put up with is a cross to bear. That's not a cross. A cross is a thing on which you die. A thing on which you die slowly. It is not a good thing. It's not like a real heavy backpack that you must carry around with your burdens and your troubles. Your cross, when Jesus says everyone, everyone who wants to follow me has to die, 
Thomas says, I'll follow him to death. And when we get baptized, I don't know if you know that's what we're saying. But when you give your life to Jesus, you're saying, I'll, I'll go with him wherever he leads. And that's to confrontation. That's to change. That's to weakness and vulnerability. When you need something from somebody, when you need something from your church, you're coming forward and saying, I'm not everything y'all think I am. And that's a hard, that's a hard thing to say out loud, but it's the thing that everyone needs to say to be free from that monster of a mask. Will you follow him to death? Will you turn away from what is comfortable and head toward what is dangerous? That's what's fantastic about the Christian life. It is dangerous. It's not just something where I'm like, oh, well, I say my prayers and I read my Bible and, you know, make, make casseroles and you will lose friends because of Christianity. You will, you won't get to do the thing that you wished you could do. You won't get to say the thing that you wish you could say. Christians without a filter have to learn to filter. And it's not fun. Christians who are comfortable have to make themselves uncomfortable to follow Jesus. It's just the way it's going to go. But it's worth it. Because I would much rather belong to Jesus on a cross than belong to myself in a beanbag. I'd much rather belong to Jesus, follow Him, than follow myself and just sort of get along day by day. The danger, the fear, the uncertainty, the loss is worth it. But Jesus is constantly going to tell you there's a U-turn you have to make. There's a change you have to make. You're going to have to get up out of that comfort and do what's needed for the kingdom. Jesus is constantly going to challenge you if you allow it. That's why why I love um, what uh, Maurice and Joyce and Fran do I'm going to say Helen too, but you know, she, she copped out, you know, she abandoned, I'm just kidding. That's a joke. She would think that joke is funny. I actually told her that last week. I'm like, I'm getting out of this. Um, they, I don't, I mean, this is a shock. They're not young. You know, not what the world, they're not being marketed to. Let's just say that. And the, but they're up here doing things that, that, that younger people don't even know, like, know they're doing. And it's, it's, it's them saying, this is worth us being tired over. Now, when they get done, they, they go, they go on a getaway for themselves. And no, no one's allowed to know what happens there. But they deserve it. Many a night, whenever the great giveaway is coming up, they, they go to sleep and just like, 
like don't you know it's one of those sleeps where you're just out the whole night because they they follow they decided to follow Jesus that day and on those days where you decide today's the day I'm going to follow Jesus and I'm going to do what Jesus calls me to do you're going to be exhausted some days cuz you've listened to people without without like sassing them and that's hard to do. You've prayed for people without judging them, and that takes effort. You've been the life of Jesus will wear you out, but it, it's fantastic. And so the call this morning is is to die with him, or to follow him to new and uncomfortable situations. Whether you need to be vulnerable or you need to be born again. This morning, this morning is, and, and all of this week and all of this month and all of next month is an opportunity to respond to the way and the life and the leading of Jesus in your life, in your job, in your church, in your marriage, in your parenting, in your, as a, as a parent, as a, a child to older parents, whatever it is, that that needs Jesus and hint it's all of it you are called to a difficult and dangerous life that is worth every ounce of energy you will put into it so start it or renew it today while we stand and sing